yeah listen guys thank you so much for taking the time to do this good evening to the other side of the world it's it's warm it's sunny today in london you can see behind me that's the sun how's it going for you guys over there chilling out you relaxed yeah pretty relaxed just finished a full day of work so uh yeah we're just enjoying peace and quiet at the moment yeah yeah i guess when you say it's warm and sunny that for us is is not nice over here nah <laughs> well i mean for them it's even worse right the odd chance you get a sunny day it's like 30 degrees and everyone hates it understandably oh yeah yeah once it gets too hot over here we'll just complain like absolute bellends about how <laughs> it starts raining again yes it's like oh why is it raining again yes exactly you wanted this. how about 2022 then so far so far how do you feel like it's been treating you all as individuals and overall in the band uh in the bands mm. probably it's probably been like one of our better years i reckon yeah so far individually it's kicked the shit out but of us. yeah this year has not been great personally <laughs> so far for me but yeah. for all of us we're in the same boat brother my brother in christ yeah um now for the band i think it's doing pretty well like We've finally got, uh, you know, some work out that we're really proud of mm. and it's been really well received so far. Um, as you know, we've just dropped the new single today uh, with Dreambound. So that's, that's uh, yeah, doing work actually. So it's finally good to put some work out that we're genuinely proud of and we can genuinely like show people and be like, yep, this is what we are, this is what we sound like now. Overall then. We've got to talk about it because it has been the last few years. The effect the pandemic has had on you. This is both personal, of course, as well as the effect it has had on Revoid. The last couple of years has not been easy for anyone. And I know, of course, in Australia, you've had a up, down, up, down, topsy-turvy experience for it. Exactly, yeah. Um, yeah, and I like COVID really nerfed our plans for like live shows and everything. When we started getting into things, uh, seriously as a band dropping uh, cut me down back in 2020 um, you know that's about when everything was collapsing in on itself and society as a whole was grinding to a halt um, so any chance of live shows that we had any chance of pushing this in a in a physical way sort of went out the window um, you know everyone was just sporadically dropping digital aspects and marketing that way so it's pretty much who had the biggest budget at that stage yeah yeah I guess we made like like we put out cut me down right before COVID like fully kicked in. Mm. So it kind of made decisions after that really hard with like, do we put something out straight away or do we write it out and see how long it takes and that sort of thing. What, what made you decide to try and write it out? Because ultimately going back and i know it's hard to sort of cast your mind back to the early stages but pretty much most countries most of us were in the same boat of going ah in six months time it'll all be okay exactly yeah i'll tell you a secret <laughs> <coughs> we didn't decide to write it out that's just how long it took us to like <laughs> put, together put everything yeah. together so i guess covid in a way for our new ep was like on our side because it slowed everything down so yeah, I think it allowed us to focus on yeah. just writing the EP instead of trying to juggle shows and writing an EP at the same time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 
That is one of the most consistent things we hear from every single band and artist we've spoken to during this period and we talk about the past two years, uh, whether it be a release that was previously written and then had to be delayed because of COVID or was worked on during it, is that it gave a ton of extra time to kind exactly. of perfect it and stuff like that. Is this yeah. is that aspect, that having that time, probably the biggest positive you can kind of take from the period? Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if we're going to take a positive from it, it's, yeah, that we just, we kind of did get the extra time. And, and while it was the same for every band, like, I guess personally, we feel like we've come back stronger for it. Like we have, we have a lot to offer now and we've kind of got, you know, all our eggs lined up so we can, we can deliver and keep delivering, I hope, in the future. Did you find yourself paying quite a lot of attention to um, how the sort of industry kind of tried to change from the early stages when no one really knew what to do and it was pretty much just like, oh, just go on social media and post something so that you at least keep them relevant um, um, to eventually what we would see is live streams that then grew in budget and size and stature and stuff. Yeah, like that. yeah, yeah. Sure. Did that kind of encourage you? Did that feel quite encouraging or <clears throat> did that kind of put you in the back foot? I'd say if we had like, you know, if we were a bigger band with budget, we definitely would have gotten on board that train. Hmm. Um, but I suppose being like a smaller band, it's a little bit hard to pull something like that off. Hmm. <clears throat> but yeah, I, it was cool to see how bands learn to adapt to like the pandemic and how they could still like, you know, put content out. Yeah, I think realistically, like all the bands that we look up to even like they took a hit as far as marketing goes like all we could really do was just digital stuff or if, if it was live streams then you know it was, it was again like who had the biggest budget um but it was also kind of good because it's sort of not that i wish you know the lack of success on everybody but it kind of like reset the playing field a little bit like everyone was forced to reset a little bit so it kind of gave everyone a chance to level up and you know get themselves back on track so we could come back a little bit stronger, I think, as a community and, you know, as a band personally as well. Have you noticed much coming out, out of the pandemic, so to speak, or where we're at now, I think, in 2022? Are you noticing a shift in the scene, let's say specifically here to Australia, because I have a little understanding of your scene and how localised it is and how obviously you end up performing and, and it's difficult to break out of that. Are you noticing yeah. a shift in it and that people are being a bit more appreciative of the live shows? Yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely. Yeah, definitely. Like, our scene's always been pretty tight-knit and, like, everyone's always super supportive, but it just feels even more so now, now that we're coming out of COVID. Yeah, like, for what few shows we did get in amongst everything, it was like you'd book the show or you'd be put on the lineup. And no one would book tickets until they were dead certain the show was actually going ahead. So you'd have no pre-sales and no ticket sales and no interest until, you know, maybe the Thursday before a Friday night show. And it'd be like, it'd be kind of disheartening. And then, you know, you get a little bit of crowd in, but everyone was just really skittish about it. Um, but yeah, now I think the support is just, is mental. Like we went to a show, I think last Saturday and sold out. Um, really good to see everyone back in action full capacity it was just beautiful to see honestly yeah it's yep yeah, i agree i agree finally starting to get to live shows a bit more over here now as well but it's still hanging around i'm supposed to be at a gig tonight that's now been cancelled because the whole bloody band have covid 
Oh um, God. Yeah, I think that's the that's the thing that's going on now. It's like shows aren't getting cancelled because of restrictions. They're getting cancelled because bands are actually getting yeah. COVID. <laughs> did you guys um not you guys specifically, but did Australia and the bands you play with and stuff like that have any brief dalliance with what we briefly did in this country, which was sit down shows, sit down heavy metal shows and socially distance. Yeah, yeah, we actually played uh, oh did yeah, yeah we, we played we, one we, of we, we yeah. yeah. What was that like? We did that um <laughs> it was really weird because like you had some people that wanted to get up and groove, and I think we had one bloke at a show. It was a battle of the bands we were on, actually. And he actually picked up a chair and started swinging it around. And it was quickly put down by security, but you could see the enthusiasm. Like, people wanted to get up, but, you know, what can you do in that sort of environment? I think for our type of music as well, it's kind of expected, like, some yeah. movement, yeah, expected yeah. And engagement. Um, you know, we're not like an opera or something where... You know, the fancy people are just trying to sit down and enjoy a show. We're a little bit more active than that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it's a story. It's something you have done and that you unlikely, hopefully unlikely, will ever do again. Something to reflect upon. And in that case, then working on the EP and throughout what you've been doing up through this point to 2022, do you feel like this is going to eventually be a, a moment in time that specific You'll be able to look back and go, that was specifically that for Revoid. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like, considering where we've come from and, you know, how far we've all come through the pandemic and everything, and then leading up to this now um, and Sleepless Still, our EP, like, it's just, it's been a wild ride. And it is always something we'll look back and I was like, wow, that was, we were a part of history. And now, you know, this is hopefully, hopefully, like we, we can adapt and move forward for the better, like just in as a planet, firstly, but also, you know, just musically for everyone and even us as a band, like with our new work, it took, it took COVID for us to get a grand reset on everything. So, um, yeah, this will always be pretty important to us and pretty significant. Well said. Of course, it is, as we've said several times, the lead up to the debut EP, where literally, a little over a week away from release now sleepless still the journey to yeah. this point where are your minds at now when you're this close to release and you've lived with these tracks and this music for so long that i know of course that uh, you'll have a certain level of you're sick of hearing them but also very excited and refreshed by the possibility that finally everyone else is going to hear hear them yeah see the thing is um we usually like as as typical musicians, you, you it is part of the course that you end up hating your own songs eventually. <laughs> but um, I think where this honeymoon phase is is coming on strong because we we still play these days and we're like, oh, I, this, this this shit slaps. I still listen to it and I'm like, yep, yeah, it's still good. Yeah, like we're, <laughs> we're not tooting our own horn or anything like as a band because we suck in, as individuals. But like just hearing this and like if, if it was any other band we'd love it all the same like it's just it's exactly what we want to hear and it punches at every right place and it just you know it's it's stuff you really want to get into and just stay into kind of thing like uh, yeah like most people and even we are guilty of hating our own songs eventually but hasn't set in yet so we're, we're digging that yeah I guess new feeling it doesn't feel like real because you know it's like two years of work 
is leading up to like Friday next week for yeah. us. So it's kind of, it's going to be like a surreal feeling when it's out knowing that like everything we've done for the last two years kind of leads to this moment. Mm. But it's not like when you release an EP, you know, it's not like lighting a fire and something goes, that's not what happens. So it's just kind of like you look at your phone the next day and you're like, oh, my song's actually there. My song's doing well, which cool. is even more suspicious <laughs> that, for us. Yeah, it's, it's kind of, it's a weird feeling. I always kind of see it as um, you're sending your child off to college. They're off. They're out. They're gone. Exactly. That's right. But like, you're, hoping, you're hoping it does well, but um, you know, only time will tell if the world is kind. The next day, they've gone. You've relaxed. Yep, they're gone. I can just chill out and relax and it's done. But the next day, you're getting a phone call because they're asking you for money. It's the same yes. thing. <laughs> that's so true. Yeah. Uh, we are just waiting for the next, uh, next cost to come up. I think Krusty... Krusty's a bit like he's big on the micromanagement. So leading up to this, mad stress for him. But the minute yeah. it all goes off, he's like, "Woo, done." Uh, our problem as a band, as a band, is that all we've already like set up everything that's going to happen after the EP. Yeah. So we're already stressing. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be from, from one stress into another. Yeah, but that's no bad thing. I mean, the stress obviously is a bad thing, but the planning thing. <laughs> you know how important that is there's no stopping you don't just get to sit back and relax and just go all right cool let's see where things are in three months time and then we'll go from there that's just not possible these days Hmm. exactly like i think talking to our normie friends like people that aren't in the music scene they're like oh when are you putting out new music and i'm like bro i don't know if you know this but it's it's basically like a year-long project like you you write the thing then you record the thing you hemorrhage money into it and then you, you know, spread it out. Single, 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 EP, eventually. Yeah. It's a very long process. So, yeah, planning is paramount for us. Like, as much as, as, much as we want to stress about it, like, planning is in our best interest to make everything hit right, I guess. You must be feeling a little bit more relaxed, though, seeing the incredible response to the songs that have been put out there so far. Not just we're not just talking specifically, say the number of streams here. We're talking about the comment sections uh, of some of the more n- difficult areas to get positive comments on social media. It's still predominantly. It seems like ninety nine percent people are loving what you're doing. Yeah, seems like yeah. it. And honestly, that's that's yeah. pretty shocking in itself. Like we we wanted to hit the versatility angle with this, so there was a little bit of something for everyone. But um, yeah. We couldn't really tell how well this was going to be received going into it, but looking at it now, it's just, it's really surprising and really wonderful to see. Well, earlier when you said you want to toot your own horn, toot your own horn, and I kind of disagree with that because yeah. you guys, um, you absolutely should be tooting your horn, particularly when <laughs> your music is resonating with so many people, so strongly with people. It's very, very difficult to make ground or anywhere these days let alone the speed in which you're currently doing it for you in your opinions what is it about revoid that's resonating so strongly with people Mm, i'd say it's our we're not afraid to talk about like the hard subjects especially like being almost post-covid now everyone even the happiest people kind of went through like depression yeah like we've all been feeling something through all this yeah so a lot of our new music is 
extremely relatable, like the the lyrics. Um, and I guess it's super accessible. Like the sound is very. We try to cater for all tastes. Mm. If you don't mind, then I'm just going to throw in a couple of lines that I wrote in my EP review as I get into this next question about yeah. the. Yeah, of course. Oh, sick. Roast so, us, man. Roast us. Part <laughs> <laughs> where my thing comes from and why I asked that previous question about resonating is there's an authenticity and general relatability to what you've produced on Sleepless Still. A powerful connection is made between those who listen and those who play, e.g. you guys. This clearly is not by accident. You didn't luck into this. This is designed. How ingrained in Revoid is the mentality to forge this artist and fan link? Mm, I guess, like, because when we're writing and stuff, like, these, these boys easily, like, handle the music and stuff. Um, but, like, I come up with a lot of the concepts and a lot of a lot of the mentality that goes into the music and stuff. And so, you know, I, I'm not exactly special. Like, I go through things that everyone else goes through, but you know, sometimes I know out of music, like people want to feel that emotion and they want to feel that context. Like they want to relate. People people yearn to relate and want to belong to something. So I guess in my thinking when I'm creating, you know, a concept or a set of lyrics or anything like that, it's it's really thinking about like what I would like to hear as an individual, um, you know, out, outside of myself, like in this situation, if any other band wrote it, like, I would want to hear something that goes like this or, you know, that sounds like this or can be received in this sort of manner. Like it, it there's a lot of thinking that goes into it and a lot of perspective. Um, but yeah, it's, it's sort of calculated, but it's also like really important to me to convey uh, that connection that I want to be, you know, I want to connect to people and I want what I represent to connect to people as well. I think another part of it is like if Dale comes up with a concept, we can, me and Jack usually, and Nick as well, um, can usually like connect to the theme or the concept or, and then uh, like add our two cents of uh, perspective, like Dale said, on those topics. And then we sort of try and match the music to the concept or lyrics so that it does, they do gel well together, I suppose. Um, and I just think because we're all comfortable talking about heavy topics together when we're writing, it kind of is authentic because we're not trying to write the song in the moment for an audience. We're just writing it as almost a safe space for us. And I think because it's so honest that way, it's easy for other people to relate. Yeah, for sure. With that level of um, personal insight, that willingness to open up and share, even if it's just amongst yourselves initially, you obviously in the back of your mind will always be aware this will be heard by a wider audience and they either oh, definitely late. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's it's, it's definitely the next thing's then okay, how do we market it? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but like being that personal or being able to open up and talk about any heavy subjects, be it something that affects you directly or maybe affects someone you know, or even if it's not directly affecting anyone you know, but it's just something you're aware about, that does not come easy to most people. Is it something that is becoming more natural for you guys? And is it some, or is it something you've had to work on as you built this EP? 
a bit of both, I'd say. Like, I guess you're the one who writes most of the lyrics. So. I think, like, for for myself, I've always been, like, quite an honest person with myself and, like, I've always been fairly in touch with myself and, like, realistic about, you know, who I am as a person, my abilities, shortcomings, everything like that. So, like, it's always been easy for me to analyse and communicate how I feel and, you know, what I can observe about other people. So it's, like, it's also a lesson for us in communication because, like, I do I do use these guys as my filter hmm. to, like, handle a lot of the concepts. Otherwise, there'd be aliens and spaceships <clears throat> and shit all involved, which our, is... Our music <laughs> would be wild. Would be chaos. But, um, <laughs> yeah, these guys are are an excellent filter and yeah like i said it is a lesson in communication and openness for us all like again we we are pretty comfortable with each other but yeah then sort of i guess identifying things within yourself that you didn't really know sort of existed or or feelings or ideas or concepts or anything like that um you know it's getting it's getting these guys to explore that and then getting that idea conveyed is it's a challenge, but it's something with, that we strive towards as a band um, to sort of, I guess, get that, get that connection, get that relationship, but also get, you know, get people thinking about stuff within themselves as well. It is easy when, you, you know, we talk about subjects like this to get focused specifically on the lyrical content more than anything else and stuff like that. But I, always, I think it's quite important as well to note with Sleepless Still and what you guys have done in this is that the emotional states that you might feel for it, the challenging aspects, the brutal aspects, a lot of that comes also from the music, the combination of everything, how you guys have put everything together is pretty much perfect. It's all this stuff that springs to mind when listening to Sleepless Still, five tracks, you kind of put us through the ringer, but in the best way possible. Obviously, you were determined to make the biggest impact you possibly could, but were you confident you would? Mm, impact is my, that's my kind of go-to. Like, I, I've got a pretty heavy music background, like Death Calls, my bread and butter, but um, that's not exactly, like, super marketable unless you're going for novelties or anything like that, so... <laughs> Um, you know, I kind of had to step back a little bit and go for as much impact as possible musically and lyrically. Um, and so, like, I, you know, I bring as many of my ideas to the table and we kind of all bounce off each other because, you know, I'm not a guitarist, but I'll bring them an idea and they'll figure it out for me. And then Nick obviously comes and handles the drums because otherwise I'll be <laughs> writing drums for someone with four arms. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it just get, it get, it gets wild. But, yeah, we all, like, we all contribute pretty decently to forming and shaping the emotion of the songs. And, um, you know, like there's a lot of diversity in Sleepless Still, but it's all stuff that we want to play. It's all stuff that we want to hear musically and stuff that we want to say. So, yeah, a lot went into the process of creating music as well. Um, quite meticulous, yeah. Yeah. I guess without sounding cocky, we've never been, like, as confident about something we've done as we are with this mm. otherwise i don't think we would be doing it <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> but yeah because well, we've always kind of like in our history we felt like we haven't achieved what we would have liked to achieve but we feel like we're on the right track now with this release yeah you, you guys you guys consistently sound almost coy when you want to talk up 
the uh, quality of this. We're, we're humble. <laughs> we're humble people, and, <laughs> yeah. and we don't want to like, you know, like. Who knows? We could put it out next week, and the whole thing could flop. Yeah. And we don't want to sound like idiots for being like. But the other oh, thing is like, we, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we're we're very aware that you know us talking up our music isn't doesn't actually reflect directly on the results that it will get. Where we know that. But the other thing is like we we didn't write this to be you know, to be cocky or to, like, put it out there and achieve great things. We we hope it would. Um, but we genuinely just wrote this because we wanted we wanted something that sounded like, you know, what we've written. And it's kind of, I guess before it's for everyone else, it's for us. So yeah. it's, it's something we're definitely proud of, but, you know, not in a cocky way by any means. Like, if, it, if it's received well, then we'll be glowing, of course. But, um, yeah, it's... It's it's a weird thing to think about, I guess. If you don't mind me, I'm just super obsessed when I talk with um talk with bands uh, about break wanting you to brag and build up and because obviously your pride will come through in what you say as well, and that clearly clearly does. And I'm I'm super confident that ZP is going to be incredibly successful. I think once once people hear the full thing as well, uh, that will really 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 ha- resonate and have the impact we're looking for. Particularly as well is I think these days more than anything else to kind of the scene, the knowledge that what quality comes out of Australia and particularly with this being your debut, it's going to grab attention. You know, I have a son, uh, I have a son who found the Australian scene and became obsessed with it, you know, so any new band that comes out of it. It's understandable. <laughs> it's pretty good. Yeah. It's pretty good over here. <laughs> but it's also incredibly challenging. Um, and exactly, you- yeah. What challenges do you think you face being a young up and coming band from Australia, trying to get your name out there and trying to spread the word as it were? And what, how are you going to overcome that challenge? I guess Australia is an island in every sense of the word. Like, you know, Australia is its own sort of area of music in mm. one sense, but at the same time, it's also like, if you're big in Australia, that's kind of it. And then the market just fills up because we are a tiny little place, realistically. Um, you know, if any bands from here are famous over here, they could be nothing, you know, in the States or in the UK or anywhere in Europe or anything. But, you know, vice versa, they could just leave, go over to Europe or something, do a tour over there and then be fantastic over there and be nothing here. So it's, it's a bit of a weird sort of dynamic, but... I think it's almost like in Australia, the, the market is, it feels a bit saturated in our sort of area because you've got, you know, the, the, the heavyweights of our genre and then mm. pretty much everything's a grey area in the middle and then there's all like, you know, all the up and coming bands kind of thing. So it's a bit, yeah, market's really thick over here, for yeah. better or worse. I feel like one thing bands would struggle with here compared to, say, like USA is a small band in USA could easily fund a 30-day tour, mm. like 30-day tour themselves and drive the whole thing, whereas Australia is a big country with lots of nothing. You basically have like cities. eight major cities <laughs> that you want to play at and then a lot of driving. You only play three of them. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> 
I do love the perception. Obviously, perceptions of other countries when you're not in them are, are, are very skewed to when you're living there. You know, you you will know what the perception of Australia is from most people's outside view, particularly when it comes to music. You know, I go and ask my elderly mother to name me an Australian band that plays rocker heavy, and she's going to come up with likely two, and we all know what those two are, and that's exactly easy. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> But part of that is technology and time as we move on. Now, you guys, you're young, you're modern, and you kind of living in what, what the scene is these days. Do you think you're standing in a good position when it comes to the requirements of being in a modern band? You talked a little about, about marketing and stuff like that. It's come up. But we're talking about the constant online presence, the desire that you need to be out there pushing your personal life as well, social media platforms algorithms and that your success is measured in likes and follows as much as sales and streams do you think you've got a yeah. good handle on that uh, I, don't. I, I think everything about that except for our personal lives being like on social media we none of us are really we're actually really like, boring people individually yeah we we take the social media very seriously when it comes to the band's profile but none of us really care about our own personal stuff. Yeah, like stuff we're not um, we're not great in the scene personally. Like we're not going to go out and you know vlog a holiday or anything, or like put together tour videos and sort of use that for content or anything. It's just hmm. it's not who we are as people. So I think that's somewhere where we fall short. I'm really really bad with technology, um, so I have to get crusty to handle most of the technology aspects. Um, you know, I'm also I've got short-term memory loss, so anything to do with dates, I'm rubbish at. Um, <laughs> I can do, I can do art and concepts, and then the rest I leave up to Jack and Krusty, and then Nick to just sort of gatekeep on the opinions and everything that he puts his work into as well. So we work together well, but it's there are definitely areas we're lacking. <clears throat> I think I guess, the whole unit we work well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, and that's definitely something that in the last like two or three years, probably the last year really, we've taken much more seriously mm. with the band. I think because like, because the pandemic has sort of forced people to, that's your only way to reach your fan base or or new people or whatever. Um, yeah, it has sort of been one of those things where people are paying a little bit more attention to their online presence. Yeah. But it's a feels like a constantly losing battle for example and you know you mentioned the last few years you kind of you've got a head start because uh, all these bigger and older bands who aren't really used to doing that sort of thing and certainly not marketing themselves had to jump online and post about what they were eating or what they were doing and stuff like that yeah. right but then they started to clock on and um i mean i, I guess you saw like devon townsend's example doing them stripped back live streams yeah, exactly. People were massively tuning into that. But then along came, I think it was Trivium, and then they did a live stream that was full-on stage show, fireworks, pyro, that kind of thing. Yeah. And that seemed to kill it dead. Do you kind of sometimes look at things like that and think, good God, we 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 don't have a chance when this is what we're dealing with? Yeah, we don't have that yeah. trivium budget. <laughs> yeah, we need that budget. <laughs> it yeah, a lot of it does come down to a matter of budget, but also like you know, you can put on the greatest show on earth and as a small band, like you could pour money into it and still not get the reception like you might be due just because of the reach or because, mm. you know, uh, 
you know, just how it's been marketed or anything. Like it's, it's a bit of a guessing game, like how much budget you can actually work with and how much to allocate where and like, yeah, it's, it's all a bit weird. Like definitely not the best person to talk about this because we're poor <clears throat> and I'm bad at technology. So it doesn't make a good mix, but we're getting there. I also, I also think um, the live stream thing, like we obviously had access to them in Australia, but not a lot of Australian bands did them from, from what I remember. No, not really. I actually couldn't name one Australian well, band that did one. Diamond Construct did the Knotfest one, and that's about it. Oh, yeah. That's, that's all I remember. Yeah. But that was not fest. That's that's literally that's, American. Yeah, they would have had the yeah. budget. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm racking my brains because uh, I did see a few during the sort of heavier periods of it. And I can't, yeah, I can't think of anyone I know from Australia who had appeared in one either. Um mm. it, no worries. But here's the thing, right? Budget is budget, and if you're watching and listening to this. You can help go buy the EP, go buy the merch, go bloody to the shows, yeah. and you can make Please buy the vinyl. The, <laughs> the vinyl, the vinyl, big CD. That as well. Um, but the algorithm and things like that, you, you that's doesn't matter how good you're at technology, that'll change in six months' time and you'll be at, at the loss. Oh, of yeah. You only do what you can do, I think. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even just throwing money at ads doesn't mean somebody's going to click on it or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> No, no, not at all. I mean, if you guys ever, you know, if you do go on your social media, how many times you just scroll past infinite ones and yeah. sponsored and stuff like that. But ultimately, guys, you've really set a incredibly high bar with this EP, a dangerously high bar, considering it's your, your debut. It's going to leave a lot of people hungry for more. That whole, oh, it's five tracks. Now what? What do we want? Mm. Now I'm going to presume, as most will, that the work is continuing. And I guess what? does the rest of 2022 look like for Revoid? I know it's very difficult to talk and plan shows because of ongoing things, but I guess, are you just hoping to be as busy as possible? Pretty mm. much. Like, we, like, obviously we want to do an EP launch show, so we've got to put that together. We've got to look at bands that could be suitable for the lineup and, you know, like, would suit the show and everything and would be available because mm. that's the other thing. You know, if you want to get into state bands, you've got to make sure they don't have COVID and, and everything else. Um, obviously, we would like to tour, but again, COVID and other bands and, and money. Um, busy writing, though, otherwise. Yeah. Let's say we, we've already got something planned. I don't know how much we're revealing at the moment, but... Probably very, you're probably not allowed to reveal very much at all. But likewise, I wouldn't want you to because it's always fun, <laughs> hilarious to talk to an artist when we're here to promote your latest release and you guys want to start talking about what comes next. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. We've got to tie off with, we got plans. That's all we'll, that's, we'll leave it at that. we got yeah. plans. And it will be very, very exciting. But before then, listen, the EP, Sleepless Still, it's out next week, next Friday. Do check this one out. Guys, thank you so much for taking the time to do this. I really appreciate it. Yeah, no worries. Thank, Thank you for having us. Thanks for having us. Thank you very much for watching. You can check us out on gbhbell.com as well as on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Tumblr. Go to Patreon to help us out over there. That's patreon.com forward slash gbhbl as well as Big Cartel where you can find some of our merchandise. We have a podcast running on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts. And of course, if you like this video, 
do us a favour, hit the subscribe button and help the channel grow. Games, horror and heavy metal, what else is life for?